0: Hello, hello, welcome to session 159 of Selling the Couch. Hope uh, you are having a fantastic start to your day. Today's podcast session is all about Google AdWords and just an introduction to Google AdWords. I actually wanted to have an episode like this for a while because there's been lots of conversations in the STC community, which uh, you can join, it's absolutely free, over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash community. But there's been a lot of conversations there around Google AdWords and what exactly are they and... What's been really interesting just observing these are just the success that clinicians have been having with Google AdWords in both getting traffic to their private practice website, but actually getting clients from Google AdWords. I reflect on episodes like this, and I just think even 10 years ago, the thought of running online ads targeted to a specific niche or a specific population that we work with, and then being able to get those folks on our website, serving them, and then being able to get our ideal clients through something like online ads, just, I don't know, it still blows my mind. My guest today is John Sanders. John is an expert when it comes to Google AdWords. He has been in the field of AdWords for lots of years, was actually working for other healthcare providers and just has a wealth of knowledge. And the really cool thing is John's significant other his partner is we actually went to grad school together shout out to Laura and but the weird thing is we actually never connected because John and I actually never connected because I think I was in the sort of transition out of grad school but I imagine we would have had a lot of really nerdy and interesting conversations on Google AdWords but the so the really cool thing is John has a significant other who is a therapist in private practice. So he knows the nuances of of all of this, which I think is just so valuable, especially for, for something like this in our field. Today's podcast is supported by Turning Point HQ. Uh, this is a brand new sponsor on the STC podcast, but David and... I call him Dave. Dave and I have gotten to know each other over the past two years. He was a previous STC podcast guest. And honestly, Dave is one of the most kind and generous and helpful people that I know. And with sponsors, you guys know I'm I'm super discretionary in terms of who I share uh, the STC audience with. And Dave, when uh, we talked about sponsorship, he was one of those people. I I had zero doubt and so Dave is a financial planner, uh, specifically for therapists. And his whole mission is to transform your relationship with money. I know for many of us, uh, money is something that, and the money stories that we have often been told, it impacts a lot of how we do business. It impacts how we approach things like retirement and investing and all of those things. And Dave understands that. And he comes. From just a very hard centered place to help us build out an investment in a retirement portfolio. Dave actually has this really cool guide. Uh, it's absolutely free to download and it's called the Seven Money Mistakes That Hold Therapists Back. You can find it over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash turning point HQ. And that guide has a lot of the things that, that can hold a lot of therapists back. And actually, if you go through that link as well, you get $200 off any service that Dave provides. So we'll get right to today's podcast conversation. Here's my conversation with John Sanders from revkey.com. And John actually mentions that he has a link with a bunch of this information for us. And if you're listening and able to follow along, you can find that over at revkey.com forward slash couch. Here we go. Hey, John, welcome to selling the couch.
1: Melvin, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: I'm looking forward to this conversation, not just because uh, we, your significant other is, we went to grad school together, but <laughs> you are quite knowledgeable about Google AdWords, which I'm actually not knowledgeable at all. So I'm looking forward to our conversation just because I know that a lot of colleagues are very intimidated by Google AdWords. And, but, Used correctly, Google AdWords have a lot of potential in terms of bringing in website traffic, converting that website traffic into clients and all of those different things.
1: Right. I mean, AdWords can be a little on the intimidating side. They're just, there are a lot of menus and things that you have to know. But used correctly, AdWords is a really great source for, for getting new patients in the chair and, and can be really good for practice.
0: I wanted to start right at the beginning, which is, what exactly is Google AdWords?
1: So AdWords is actually an advertising platform, and it's not anything that's super secret. You can get to AdWords just by going to adwords.google.com. And Within AdWords, there are a lot of different sorts of campaigns you can run, but when people talk about I'm running Google AdWords, in a lot of cases, and when they say that generically, what they're talking about is what we call a search campaign, where somebody goes to Google, they type something in, and those first three to four results that come up are text ads that are actually paid for. And those are actually run out of the Google AdWords platform. So, And those results are very different from some of the organic results that you've talked about on past episodes with with past guests, where that is generated by Google and you can't really pay for those organic results. But those those results up at the top, and they're going to be marked with something that says add right next to them. It's going to be a small box right now with some green lettering that says add. So what we're going to be talking about today is search ads and not really all of the other things that you can run out of the AdWords platform.
0: Before we started, I told John, I was like, hey, I'm probably going to ask a lot of really silly questions because I don't know any of this. But So I imagine there's some rhyme or reason to having this at the very top, right? People are more likely to look at it or something like that.
1: Right. Absolutely. The really, one of the main things that I think a lot of people don't realize is that most of Google's revenue is actually derived from advertising. Last year, Google made $95 billion, and that's a <laughs> billion with a B worldwide on advertising. And that is where they make most of their money. They do not really make a lot of money selling Google Homes. They don't really make a lot of money selling phones or anything like that. They make most of their money from advertising. And so that's why they really want you to, you know, look at those first three to four results and, you know, if they're good, click on them and go to somebody's website because that's Google's primary revenue driver.
0: Right. So I guess the other side of that is there's real incentive for... Google to make these AdWords, the platform itself, but also these search results, like really robust and and refined.
1: Correct. And so that's why they want to make those as relevant as possible. And while there's definitely kind of a element of, you know, you're paying Google still, you know, judges some of the things in your ads. And if your ads aren't very good or if they're deceptive, Google is going to disapprove your ads or not run them very often. So, I mean, Google definitely has a, a measure of quality control in there as well.
0: Interesting. So I wanted to actually take a step back. So you mentioned the word campaign at the very beginning. Right. I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. So what exactly is like a Google ad campaign?
1: So when you come into AdWords, you know one of the first things it's going to ask you to do is, is make a campaign, which is really an organization of the keywords that you want to target, the ad text that you want to run, and then also other options like where you want to run your ad, what times of the day you want to run your ad, and then kind of all of the options based around that. And then also along with the ad at the, that campaign level you also set a daily or monthly budget for how much you would like to spend so it's not you know you're not just telling google you can spend as much as you want you actually control that on a on a daily basis of how much you would like to spend
0: and you said once you go into this like menu it, there's like a bunch of different options and again i have like no experience with this so i imagine like it filters for like as a clinician so it, it would like filter for things like the zip code that a clinician has their practice in, the niches or the populations that, that the clinician may work with, things like that. Is that right?
1: Well, I mean, that's one of the options that you can set is you can set where you want to to advertise. And so and I think it really depends on your physical area. It depends on the type of services you're offering and how far you think people are willing to drive for that. So, I mean, that's definitely one of the options that mm. that you get to set as you run your campaign. And it's is, it is definitely an important one because you can run too large or too small of an area.
0: I know that just conversations in the STC community emails that I've gotten. Clinicians are, you know, some clinicians have had really good success with these AdWords. And what I wanted to do today more than anything with uh, today's episode is just like learn as much as I can. And so I thought we would try to just start with, if you could think about, and you have a wealth of knowledge and on this, you've worked with other healthcare providers and you know the the market, right? So if somebody's listening and they're wanting to start a Google campaign what would be the three tips in just in getting started
1: so i think the first thing you want to do is you want to define what your goals are and what success to you means so one of the things i talk about with my clients you know when we start talking about this idea of an adwords campaign is thinking about getting a return on investment from your Google AdWords campaign and what that means for you. So I mean the example I'll use in a lot of cases is if you spend $300 in a month on a Google AdWords campaign and let's say based off of that let's say you got 100 clicks. So that's paying $3 per click, which is how you pay for these search campaigns. So when your ad comes up, people you don't actually immediately pay. You only Have to pay for it if somebody clicks on your ad and ends up on your website. So let's say you spend $300 and you get one patient out of that. Now, we would like to see results that are better than that. But really, kind of how to think about that is if that patient is a private pay patient and on average you get $3,000 over the lifetime of a patient. So you've spent $300 to make $3,000. So, I mean, you can kind of see the ROI and that's just with one patient. If you can get two patients or three patients or four patients off of that, all of a sudden you can make three, six, nine, twelve thousand $12,000 off of a or $300 ad spend. That's a really great return on investment. And so that's kind of what you need to be going in thinking about and really kind of thinking about those sorts of things, what your average revenue and lifetime of a client looks like for you.
0: When people are thinking about these goals or or what success means, do they define it in terms of the income they want to generate, or is it more based on the number of clients? Like, for example, I want to have 10 clients in my practice, or versus, you know, I want to generate, let's just say, $6,000 a month or something.
1: And I think that that's the decision that you have to make. But I mean, I think, you know, you want to look at both of those things. And, you know, specifically with, therapist, you know, you only have so many spots you can fill up. So I mean, if you are at 10 clients, and you want to get to 15 clients, and that's your goal, you know, you start your AdWords campaign. And over time, you should really be able to get that filled up. I mean, I've actually I've had some clients who have kind of really started in that situation where, you know, they want to see 15 people a week, but they start with seven. And so we run an AdWords campaign, and you know, they get they get two, and then they get three. And then, you know, every month, they get a couple more clients until, you know, they actually end up filling up their schedule.
0: So I guess the thing I I hear in that is, as with anything, Google AdWords is something that definitely requires patience. Like it's a very, it's a pretty rare situation where you're going to be like, oh, I've got $500 to spend and that's going to, you know, like tomorrow get me six new clients or something.
1: Well. I think that there are a couple of things there is that one, that is one of the great advantages of Google AdWords over the organic side of of things. Whereas organic, you know, it takes a lot for Google to index you and it can take you six months to get on the first page. Whereas with AdWords, you can get on the first page on the first day. However, However, it's not like a light switch in that it's not going to work perfectly at first. You have to adjust the bids on your keywords. You have to make sure that you have the right ad text, that you're sending people to the right pages. And so there's definitely some optimization that takes place over time. It's rare that just from day one, you're just instantaneously successful. Is that really kind of that first 30, 60 days, there's some things that you have to tweak to continue to make things better in AdWords over time.
0: That's interesting. So the first tip is just define what the goals are and what success means. What's the second tip?
1: It's actually something you alluded to earlier, and that is really paying attention to your geography. I've seen a lot of AdWords campaigns where people are targeting a very, very large area. And so when you're looking at the map within your campaign, you should be thinking about if I target this area, is somebody willing to drive that far to see me? And you can specify that based off of zip codes or cities. You can also do a radius around your office. You can even do it at the county level, which is obviously too big in this case. And so when you're drawing that radius or you're picking out those zip codes, you need to be looking at all those places and thinking about, is this where I actually get most of my patients out of?
0: Anecdotally, is there any sort of, I guess, have you found anything, for example, that generally clients or patients won't drive more than 12 miles to see a clinician, like any kind of data like that, or is it more depends on situation, the city access, the type of service provided those kind of factors. If
1: you're in a suburb or a major city, a lot of the stats say that people aren't going to be willing to drive more than about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you might want to keep that in mind also kind of keeping track of the idea of traffic patterns and is somebody is it really hard to get from one area to another? And is something you might want to think about. However, if you're outside of a major city, you might have a larger area where people are you know know that they're gonna to have to drive thirty or forty minutes to do something if they're out in uh, not a major population center.
0: As you were talking, one thing I was thinking was if you have existing clients in the practice, and you know like if there's any sort of like data gathering survey it seems like one of the wise questions to ask is something around like how far did you drive or how, you know like something alluding to distance
1: absolutely and that's great data that you can usually pull out of your your practice software is really kind of take a look at you know what are the zip codes that people are coming from and so you can get an idea of actually where your customer base is mm-hmm. and You know, that should definitely be kind of the the basis for your map. That's one of the first questions I ask customers or a client is, where are you getting your patients from? And that's kind of the basis for how we start that map.
0: John, not at all to put you on the spot, but like, I feel like this whole area of online counseling, tele-mental health is rapidly expanding. So for someone like, you know, for me, right? So I'm licensed in Pennsylvania, right? I live in Philadelphia in a situation like that like i guess would you focus on certain geographic areas let's say i want to get somebody you know i'm targeting maybe clients in pittsburgh because you know i know that pittsburgh has a pretty big entrepreneurial scene right so would i then i don't know base it on zip codes in pittsburgh or how i don't know does that does that make sense
1: no absolutely and and that's one of the things that you'll see as you make your ad and then you kind of do a preview for what your ad looks like, you're going to see online health providers are also going to be mixed in with local health providers as well. So I mean, in in the case that, that you pose, yeah, you might want to have a campaign based in the city of Pittsburgh, and you might want to write campaigns, write your ads based around the idea of online counseling for the Pittsburgh area.
0: That's really interesting. So the second tip is pay attention to geography. What about the third tip?
1: So within Google, when you're defining these different keywords, there are what are called different match types. So there's what's called broad match, which allows Google to have a lot of freedom in terms of finding the different sorts of search terms that people use to show your ads. And so I think that that's a key distinction that most people don't understand is keywords in your campaign is what you're targeting but that's not necessarily what people are searching. And so there are different match types and you want to keep your match types specific. There are things called exact match. So let's just use the word, the keyword therapist near me. So you can have an exact match for therapist near me. And so your ad would only show up when somebody types in therapist near me, nothing else. Kind of the next step back from that is what's called phrase match, which you would say therapist near me. So somebody could say PTSD therapist near me, and then your ad would show up in that case. And so the broad match level is really a level where Google has a lot of freedom to show your ads to different people, which can be somewhat dangerous in some cases because they can use synonyms. So they could turn the word psychologist Dallas, and that could in a broad match keyword might try to serve it for psychiatrist Dallas, which is a very different thing. And so that's something that you have to be careful of. And, you know, one of the things that that I'm going to do for your listeners is I'm going to go ahead and put together some resources on particularly this topic and a couple of others on my website, which is revkey.com, which is R E V dot com slash couch. And I'll go ahead and put something out there kind of talking a little bit more about match types and kind of how to handle those.
0: Perfect. No, thank you so much for doing that. Cause I, I feel like even as I'm thinking through this feels like I understand it on one level, but then it does, it feels like, especially the match type that you're talking, like I can see is getting really complicated. And I, I would imagine just having a visual or something in front would make it a lot easier.
1: Absolutely. And that's why I want to put that out there. And you know, Google AdWords definitely has some complicated aspects to it. And I'd actually like to go ahead and add in. There is a second similar product to Google AdWords. It's called AdWords Express. Mm-hmm. And I would tell your listeners to probably avoid that. It really tries to make AdWords probably a little too simple and really kind of opens you up to having your ads served on terms that aren't necessarily relevant to you. And you can get some irrelevant clicks, which we don't, that's the last thing we want. We don't want you paying for clicks to come to your website that aren't really relevant to you and and aren't going to turn into patients. And that's really the main thing to keep in mind with these match types is we want to try to drive traffic to your website that that is relevant to you and not relevant to other topics.
0: So are these match types, like, are they within this AdWords platform? Or are they like words that you put in or like, do you put in like phrases and it and Google auto suggests these match types or how does that work?
1: Well, and so the match types of broad match, modified broad match, Phrase match and exact match are all essentially coded within AdWords, and it's based off of symbols that you put in your keywords. For example, if you do phrase match, you just put quotation marks around it. And so, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and put some information on that on my website for you guys, just so you can get a better idea of
0: of how that's going to work. Perfect. You started just sharing, and I think this is probably a good transition, which is, I feel like, especially for some of us that are, <laughs> I guess, enough confident in technology, just enough to be dangerous, right? So what are some of the most common mistakes that clinicians make when it comes to Google AdWords that that you've noticed?
1: So one of the things that along with those keyword match types is there is what are called negative keywords, which are very important in a campaign. And what a negative keyword is, is a word that you define for your Google AdWords campaign. And you say, if this word appears in the search, do not show my ad. Hmm. And I think that that's very valuable, especially when using that word therapist, because there are so many types of therapy out there. So, you know, if you just put the words therapist near me in your Google AdWords campaign, you could get something for Massage therapy, you could get something for physical therapy, pet therapy, vitamin therapy, any sort of therapy that you can think of. And so that one of the things that I'm going to go ahead and put on on my website, in addition to talking about match types, is like a basic negative keyword list that I'd really like to see anyone use to also keep out you know, people who are searching for jobs or anything like that. And so... Those negative keywords will help keep irrelevant traffic out of your campaign, because keep in mind, you know, you're paying for each of those clicks. You don't want to pay for somebody clicking on massage therapist near me ending up on your website. You're not a massage therapist, so that's never going to convert. And that's, you know, essentially in that one particular instance, you've probably just wasted three dollars. And so Hmm. we, we want to prevent as much of that as
0: possible. As you were talking, John, like, I don't know, I had this weird admission. Hopefully I don't butcher the admission, confuse you guys more, but I almost imagine driving down a highway and you see a billboard, right? So typically when, you know, I'm driving down Interstate 95, for example, everybody that's driving down Interstate 95 sees this billboard, but Google AdWords, what that is by using these different filters and things, you can basically get just the people that are interested in that specific billboard to basically see it and everybody else wouldn't see it.
1: Right. And that's the major advantage that Google AdWords and a lot of online advertising has over traditional advertising. But even just specifically, even compared to the rest of online, you know, when somebody comes to your search campaign, if you build it correctly, they are actively looking for what you have versus a billboard, which is very passive. You're kind of guessing that people on I-95 might want this Mm -hmm. or even other sorts of advertising that you see on the internet, like banner ads on CNN. You know, they're just kind of, you know, somebody's guessing that maybe you'll be interested in that. Whereas with these search campaigns, people are actively looking for your service, but that is a pretty good analogy.
0: So it's more like warm traffic as opposed to kind of cold.
1: Right. And marketing and, and sales speak, people are kind of further along in their sales journey. They've recognized that they need a therapist as opposed to, you know, you putting out something on the internet, like a, you know, like I said, like a banner ad on a website, you know, hoping that people see it thinking, oh, maybe I need a therapist. Those people are not as far along in their buying journey.
0: Okay. So the first sort of thing, the mistake is the avoiding the negative keywords. What about in the second one?
1: So the second thing you're going to want to have in your campaign is some way to track what we would call conversions, which is you know when somebody calls you or fills out a form on your website. There are a number of different ways to do this. Google AdWords actually has something built in that you can use. You can also use call tracking software, which is what I prefer to do. And there are a couple of products that you can use for that. One that I use is called Call Tracking Metrics, and there's another one called CallRail, but there are a number of call solutions out there where it can record your calls so you can know exactly which customers came in through your AdWords campaign or maybe came in through different sources. And so that way you can get an idea of if you're running multiple marketing programs, which marketing piece is bringing in that particular customer. So you can know that that piece of marketing is successful.
0: Got it. And you said it was call tracking metrics is the one you use?
1: Call tracking metrics is the one I like. And the reason I really like that one is it also does have HIPAA level encryption. So it is HIPAA compliant.
0: Nice. And I guess, so the big thing in, I mean, to be just completely transparent, like I haven't always done a good job of tracking conversions. I'm starting to do that much more now. But like one painful lesson I've learned is if you don't track conversions, then you don't know where to spend marketing dollars.
1: Exactly. And that's why I really encourage people to do that on an AdWords campaign because otherwise, you you could spend $500 a month and not really know if you're getting anything out of it, I want you to to be able to look at that and say, I spent five hundred dollars and I made X amount of money out of it. Yeah. And if you're not getting your return on investment, then there are things that you need to do in your campaign. But if you know that your campaign is really successful and is bringing in lots of patients, maybe you decide you want to even spend more on Google AdWords to try to fill up those patient spots.
0: And so, the second most common mistake is not tracking conversions. And what about that last one?
1: So the last one is there are what are called ad extensions within Google. And I'll go ahead and put some of this on that webpage that I'm going to get ready for you guys. These are things that you can add to your text ads that make them stand out a little more. Like you can include your address, you can include a phone number you can include a couple of extra things from your ad text, which is very much limited by characters. So, There are just a couple of things, you know, ad extension wise that you can add in to make your ad stand out a a little more versus your competition.
0: Got it. Um, Cool. And then uh, again, the link for you guys to follow along that John's going to put together is revkey.com forward slash couch. John, thank you so much for doing this. I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg and I'm grateful for your knowledge in this because this stuff it weighs way intimidating and way over my head. So
1: well, I get it and I understand it's can be a difficult thing to look at.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, John, how can folks learn more about you and the work that you're doing in the world?
1: So you can go out to my website, which is Revkey.com and you can, you know, I do AdWords consulting. I can help Run campaigns for you, and I can kind of help you through some of these these more complicated Google AdWords issues, and and really kind of help you track you know your AdWords campaigns and and make sure that they're doing the right things for you, and you know, help you get through some of these more difficult aspects like writing ads and and figuring out keyword match types.
0: Awesome, John. Thank you again for doing this.
1: Thanks, Melvin. Thanks for having me on.
0: No problem. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed my conversation with John and especially if Google AdWords is something you've been curious about and especially if something you've been kind of cautious or even cynical about. I hope that today's podcast session has given you some new insight and just some New wisdom and learning. Uh, to be honest, the thought of paid online search was very intimidating for me, and I was also a little cynical about it, but I see the wisdom of it because it allows us to spend marketing dollars specifically serving those who need the services and products that we provide. John mentioned a number of resources, and again, you can find that over at com forward slash couch. Before we wrap up, just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Turning Point HQ for supporting today's podcast session. So Turning Point HQ is the result or is the brainchild of David Frank, who is a financial planner for therapists. And as I've mentioned before, uh, Dave and I actually have gotten to be good friends, just an awesome person to work with. And one of the things that Dave will help us to do is create a holistic and an intentional retirement and of an investing plan that supports you to lead a really awesome life. Because ultimately, I think for many of us, it's we invest, right to create the life that we want. And uh, it's to do it in an intentional way. And Dave, honestly, is just one of the most like hard centered folks that I've ever met. And you're absolutely going to be in good hands with him. You can learn more about Turning Point HQ and the awesome services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash HQ. And if you go through that link, uh, Dave actually created this seven financial mistakes that therapists make. It's a free downloadable, and uh, you can download it right there. And then you also get $200 off any of, your, any of the services that Dave provides. Be sure to mention that you heard it on STC. Have a great rest of your day and thank you so much for tuning in. Take good care. Bye. Thanks for listening
1: to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.